On this week's episode of High Fives with Blake and Eric, we change into our pajamas, get all comfy, cozy under the covers as we talk about our top five video game mechanics that should be put to bed. That'll one of the musics then when we come back. When we come back, if we come back, sir, because quite frankly, I might just walk. No, you're staying around. Oh, okay. I don't have a choice in the matter. No, this is it's high fives with Blake and Eric. If it, if it's just me, it's going to get a, to be a really boring podcast. It'd be high fives with and Eric. Exactly. It sounds weird when you say it because it is weird. It's kind of weird, yeah. I'd, I'd listen to that show, though. Would you? Maybe once. Wow. If it was you, I'd feel obligated. <laughs> well, thanks that you <laughs> you feel obligated. Hey, hey, I put up a new podcast. Uh, you want to listen to it? No. Doesn't sound like it's for me. Thanks. So, I got a question for you. Yeah. Are there any jokes that are, that are too offensive? Are there, are there any subjects that should not be allowed to be joked about? Uh, I don't know. I think that kind of, uh, it depends on the company, I would assume, you know. Right, right. If, if I'm like, just saying, is there anything where there's no situation where you can make a joke about it? Because sometimes it's just funny to cross the line Yep. <laughs> of See, being distasteful. The reason I bring this up is because I was driving home the other day and I heard a news story like about this lady who gave birth to a, like seven kids. And killed them all. And, like, they just found, like, all the kids, the babies' bodies, like, in her garage. And I was like, this is awful. And I was, like, almost crying on the way home. And I was like, like, immediately my mind started going into, like, these old dead baby jokes that I used to tell and used to, you know, hear and laugh at. And it's like, that's terrible to me now. Like, I would never laugh at that again, I don't think. That has to be a really good dead baby joke. (laughs) See, there it is. That's a dead baby <laughs> joke. I think that qualifies. Does it? Uh, unless you call it a dead baby joke joke. Uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> We're blurring too many lines here. We're getting kind of meta. Yeah. But, that's. I think that's us in a nutshell, though. We're kind of meta. Yeah. No, us in a nutshell is like, help, let me out of this nutshell. <laughs> ah. But yeah, so yeah. like, I was thinking, you know... I would never laugh at these now because I've got my own little baby. It's like, well, just because I have a baby and I don't find the joke funny anymore certainly doesn't mean that other people can't make these jokes for other people that would find them funny. And so I was like, you know, is there? Like, because I know that the South Park guys, they think anything is fair game always. Yeah. And I'm kind of of the same mind where it's just like, you know what? If you don't, if if everything is fair game, then you're not discriminating, then yeah. I I would agree. Like like I was saying, it like you wouldn't just get super obscene and offensive with like people you're just acquaintances with, you know. Like I don't know, but sometimes hanging out with you is just kind of funny. The, the humor doesn't so much come from the joke itself; just it, the humor comes from just how tasteless it is. Yeah, and like yeah. I know you're not a racist, so if you were to make a racist joke, like I know that you're just playing off of the current racist stereotypes that exist in society. 
Yeah, though I, I've taken a few human relations classes where that's uh, uh, what's that called? It's like called white bonding or something. It's like even if we're not, even if that's not how we feel, it's still adding to the problem. Kind of. What if it, you're making it, fun of white people? Personally, it, I'm of the mind that like I can make fun of myself in any group that I belong in, but I'm not gonna like make jokes about groups that I'm not a part of. And obviously there are exceptions. I can't just go around making fun of myself constantly. But Lord knows you've tried. But like, you know, even like the old why did the chicken cross the road? Like that's gonna offend somebody from PETA. Well if the chicken ends up dead, yes. But if the chicken crossed the road to um a better life and quality of living, then I bet they'd get on board. It's like why why do you question the motives of chickens just because they're crossing roads? I don't I don't think that that's inoffensive. Why is it just chickens that are crossing roads? Why can't a goat cross a road? Dude, goats hate roads. Why is it funny when the chickens cross the road? That doesn't that's it's racist against poultry. It's I don't poultryist. I don't think that the humor comes from the act of crossing the road. I think it's the motivation to cross the road. That is usually the joke. The joke consists of the punchline and the setup. So the crossing of the road is part of the joke. Well, it's part of the joke, yes, but that's not where the humor comes from. <laughs> no one no one ever says, hey, why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know, but it's hilarious already. <laughs> you don't know. I bet the first time that joke was told, I was like, I don't know, but I like where this is going. <laughs> it already uh. sounds pretty funny. The chicken just crossing the road. So what have you been up to lately? I'm still waiting to hear back from that internship. It's kind of driving me a little crazy. Um, they said it should be, I should hear, should have heard back uh, before the middle of April. And it is the middle of April. And it, by the time people actually listen to this, it'll be even later than that. Hopefully by the time this goes up, I will have my answer. I don't even care which way or the other right now. <laughs> I just want the whole damn thing to be over. Yeah, I'd be uh, actually. I'll be surprised if they get back to you if you don't get it. Those bastards. Yeah, there are so many things that I applied to, like internships and jobs, where they just nah, don't, don't ever let you know. Yeah, I, I think that that might be the case too. But the email that they did send me when I, you know, kind of followed up to make sure they got all my shit, um, they said, "Oh, we'll let you know in mid-April." But yeah, that could just be they'll let me know if I got it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, and it's it is mid-April, so yeah. And they are video game guys, so you know how punctual us video gamers are. Uh, if I don't hear by the end of the week in a couple of days, I'm gonna probably assume that I did not get it, which is sad for them because they don't know what they're missing out <laughs> on. It's true. Anything else uh, you've been doing? Other than that, like I. You know how I mentioned before that I need to play The Last of Us. Yes. And Andy Slater is like, you need to play it because it's awesome. And I want somebody to talk about how awesome it is mm-hmm. with. Um, but every time I keep playing it, like I'm just stuck at this one part. And it's like maybe 20% into the game. And it's just not fun. Like, And I think this is going to be most of the gameplay going forward is me sneaking around these kind of infected humans. They're not zombies, but they're they're basically zombies. <laughs> yeah, there's like two types. 
that I'm dealing with right now, there's like the runners, which uh, can see. So like they're the ones you're trying to hide from. Uh, but they can be um, bought with conventional means like punches and melee weapons and they're easy to take down clickers are the other kind they're more dangerous like they can't see you so it's much easier to kind of like sneak around them um, but they're one hit kills too so if they do if you're like walking too loud or one of the runners sees you and like chases after you they'll they'll follow them and if they if they grab you uh you're dead and that's what usually ends up happening like i don't I could just move forward. Like, I think the checkpoint I'm at right now is right in front of the door that I need to leave, you know, go through to get to the next area. But I also know that there's all sorts of supplies back in this one house that I want to get to. That in the game, supplies are very important. And so I want to get up there, but that's where I have trouble because there's two runners up there that always spot me and it's frustrating and it's not fun and and i don't know i like video games to be fun i guess yeah so, usually that's the best way to enjoy them is when they're fun yeah so the, uh this past week they actually announced that they're going to re-release the game on the playstation 4 and so i wrote on twitter like at this point should i just wait till that comes out and just because i actually got my copy of it for free basically for the ps3 so i'm like should i just wait until it's like cheap on the ps4 so i get like the best um version of it and i get the dlc with it and andy slater on twitter responds and he says no you should play it right now so i can finally talk to somebody about how awesome <laughs> it is and i responded back listen i may beat it but i might not talk to you about how awesome it is because <laughs> i'm not having fun like i know it's supposed to be so great but uh, we'll see if I even want to play it. Anymore. Yes, we will see. What's been going on with you, sir? Uh, baseball's getting ready. I uh, got I my first game at the that. end of the month. <laughs> first game at the end of the month. So I've been like ordering stuff online and got a new package today. Got uh, new baseball batting gloves. So pretty excited about that. And see, the inflection in your voice makes me not want to care. Yeah. It sounds like you don't really care. I do like, care. Like, this is got, really exciting. You know, I got all these crap, whatever, wanking motions. That's, That's not what I sound like, not what I did. I'm genuinely excited about this stuff. I got a, I got right. a new pair of pants. I bought a new jer- got new jerseys for our team. I got a new hat and shirt ready to go. Your team called the Wildcats? No, we are the Green Devils. Do you have, like, little green devils on your uniforms? On our hats. Oh, okay. I guess that's all right. Yeah. Do you have your hat yet? Uh, I've got last year's hat. I don't have my new one with my new number on it yet. You have a new number? Yep. Guess what it is. Eight? Yep. Ah, you finally got your number, huh? Yeah, I'm right. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. It's a big big thing for me. (laughs) You know, when you work back at Target, you always used... Locker 8, because that was your number. Yep. When you left Target, I used that locker for the longest time Aww. in honor of you. Oh, <laughs> thanks, but I, man. But now I don't really lock things up, so. Yeah. I just shut the locker door and put a code in so no one else can use it, those bastards. Isn't that locking it up? What's the difference? Well, I don't have anything in it. Oh, I'm just gotcha. making sure that no one else can use it. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> 
All right. Well, should we get rolling here? Get into the high fives? I Sure. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it up. Do it up. Should we do it down? No, we're going up. We're doing it up. What about sideways? That's retarded, sir. In a circle? Can we do it in a circle? Oh, Jesus. Then we'll just be right back where we started. All right, fine. Come back after the break, and we're going to do it up with the high-five mechanics in video games that need to be put to rest. Oh, man, I forgot to ask you what you, your thoughts on The Undertaker's loss at WrestleMania. Oh, why would you do this to me? You know it breaks my heart. Because it's my job as your best friend to ruin your night. Oh, I mean, I saw it coming. If you listen to that episode of Wrestling with Friends that I was on, you'll know that I knew I, I actually predicted that he would lose to Brock Lesnar. Oh. But... It still hurts. It's still it, a big bummer. If it's any consolation, the match sucked. That's not so a consolation. That. That's not there's a consolation. That. His Undertaker's last match was kind of awful. Like all they did was kind of like throw punches, and which I guess they both have like um, Brock Lesnar's an M- old MMA guy. Undertaker wants to be an MMA guy, so <laughs> that was the kind of match they were gonna have, but. From a wrestling standpoint, it was a pretty boring uh, match. However long they got, 15, 20 minutes. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bummer. You know, <sighs> I, I understand why you would be mad, but, like, everybody, like, the whole internet is just like, this is the worst thing they could have ever done. This is retarded. And what's funny about that sentiment is... Leading into the match, like Undertaker just looks old. The dude's like 50. Yeah. So, like, everyone's like, he needs to just retire. Like, he can't do this forever. He looks awful right now. Like, he just needs to give it up, just hang it up. And then, as soon as he loses, bullshit. Yep. This is crap. Yeah. And wrestlers always go out on a big loss. That's kind of the thing. Yeah, that's what they usually do. Like, Shawn Michaels did it, Ric Flair did it, but then he stopped being retired <laughs> um, i think stone cold lost his last match maybe i don't know i don't know i just wish that he had done it to like an up-and-comer instead of brock yeah. lesnar you know a part-timer and that's what andy Sochek says on wrestling with friends yeah I like agree he's not him. from what i can tell his opinion is he's not so upset that the streak is over. It's that it was Brock Lesnar. And he's not only is he an established star already, but he's like a part timer who only wrestles like four times out of the year. CM Punk should have beat him last year. No, nah, I maybe he should have, but after Paul Bearer died, there was no way that was going to happen. No, like the way, the way that story was set up, like, you know, like Paul Bearer died and CM Punk just like kind of drove that point like that was the whole focal point of their storyline then is like CM Punk stole the urn and he like dumped the urn out on the undertaker. And like, uh, clearly he was going to get his beat like come WrestleMania, but you know, whatever it's wrestling for you. That's what made it a good match though. is cause like you knew the whole way that he was going to, that undertaker was going to win. And then CM Punk comes out and he just sold the hell out of that match. Mm -hmm. It's a good, good match. But unlike this last WrestleMania match, which yeah. sucked. 
Yeah, yeah. I just wish that he could like pass the torch to a young guy, an up and comer, yeah. instead of. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what our high five is about. Our high five is about video game mechanics that we think suck and need to stop. They need to stop putting just these needs in to games. Stop. Stop. Just stop it. Stop. God. Just for one second. All right. I went first last week, so it's your turn. Yeah, I think. Uh, no, you're right. I just finished editing the episode. <laughs> And I, I just listened to the episode before last, and I went first. So, so it's your turn again. Yeah, so it's my turn again. I was just, you know, you know what I'm saying. All right, so uh, my number five for uh, video game mechanics that have been played out. Um, I, uh, I'd just say that my first two are kind of cheating because they're not awful. And I don't think they need to, when they're done well, I don't think they need to stop. But I think too many uh, games kind of sloppily put this mechanic in and just kind of throw it out there. When you when you tell me the, the mechanic, give me the game that you think like it's the worst in. Okay, I can definitely do that. So in uh, my f- number five is the Arkham style combat system, like the whole counter uh, attack, counter attack sort of mechanic. Like, you know what it is. You play those games. Yeah. Like the opponent attacks Batman. The little flicker light comes on top of the the attacker's head. You hit the what B button and you like counter the move and then you hit X to attack him back. And, it works great in Arkham Asylum and Arkham Origins. But since... No, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, sorry. Arkham Origins, it's pretty... I think it's pretty awful. Um, and it's also shown... The worst offender is uh, that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game that came out. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. It's so clunky and sloppy and uh, like it just ruins like ruins the flow of the entire game and well like how can I describe it? It's like you see a guy attacking you and you hit the button to counter him, right? And you expect you expect that you will then counter him because you right. hit the button, but then you get slapped upside the head and it's just it just doesn't work. Right. And, and plus like just this mechanic, it's like it's been done, so now it's just every fighting game that comes out, they're going to want to jump into that same bandwagon. Yeah. Another game that also, I think the first game after Arkham that I noticed did it. Um, and I could be wrong. It might not have been the first one was sleeping dogs, which again, like it's probably the best interpretation uh, of that system besides the two Arkham games I, I referred to, but again, it's still not perfect. Like I think they're like painting with broad strokes, like like they're putting the system in that kind of works, but they're not fine tuning it like they should. 
Right. So it's not even so much the 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 system itself that's bad. It's just that when you don't take the time to make sure it, it's fine tuned, then it just becomes a mess. Indeed. And it would work better to just have an attack button and then you run away. <laughs> yeah, like do, do do the old attack and evasive roll type thing. But like I think that's this combat system is sort of uh I don't want to say next like this generation cuz we've moved into the, the Xbox 1 and the PlayStation 4 already. So like I say old gen is in 360 PS3. Um I like that was then like that was old gen mechanics. I think we're ready for them to after Arkham Origins, I'm sure it's going to be the same combat system, but after that game, I think I don't know, I'm not a game designer. I don't know what you could do, but I think we're all ready for for something new as far as combat goes, like hand-to-hand combat. All right, let's move on. My number 5 is something that's kind of it's been around for a long time. And since since the beginning of uh not quite since the beginning of games, but uh since the Nintendo era. And the thing that really drives me nuts is save points. There's nothing worse than like I'm playing a game like and the worst the worst about the worst game is uh the first two Dead Rising games. Because, like, there's nothing worse than I'm sitting here playing a game and my wife comes down and she says, you know, do this. And I'm like, okay, I got to save. And so then I try to find the save point. And in trying to find that save point, I die and have to start all over from whenever it was the last time I saved. There's enough games that do the autosave constantly or just give me the chance, the choice to just pause and save it that way. Mm -hmm. And if I don't save it, then... It's my own fault for not getting to go back and stuff. But having the save point that's like only a certain place or only a certain amount of time, certain areas, that really is frustrating. Yeah, it's especially irritating with uh, the Dead Rising games because of the uh, the time mechanic of that game. Like you have to do everything in a certain amount of time. So if you want to save, like that takes precious time. Yeah, it's like they're saying, you know what? Here, the really cool part about this game is that there's a time limit, and also if you want to do anything, you got to run all the way to the other end of the map. Good luck, fucker. Yeah, and um, yeah, this whole save. I think they have been moving, like games in general, have been moving away from save points. Um, I think the earliest game I can think of, or at least I've played, I'm sure there's thousands of games before this was. But um, Final Fantasy VII, so the first uh, turn-based RPG I ever played, for, and this was back on the PlayStation. And um, like I didn't know what a save point was. Like when I first discovered one, like I didn't know what it was for. It was just it looks like this like floating question mark kind of thing. I'm like, well, what's this deal? And um, so I just ran by it because I didn't know what the hell it was. Um, and then like. When I wanted to save and quit, 
I didn't know how to do it. Because <laughs> you missed that first save point. Yeah, I didn't know what save points were. And like in Final Fantasy VII was how many years ago? And we're and they're still using them in current Final Fantasy games, I think. Like to their credit, like once you got into like the overworld map, like you could save anywhere then. It's just when you're like in these um smaller areas where you would need to find a save point, but yeah, like it can be frustrating, especially when you need to finish playing because you have other shit to do. Yeah, it's like even on the Nintendo with the original Zelda, like you could pause and save there almost anywhere. Yeah, this is a problem that has been fixed. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they keep insisting on bringing the problem back. It's like, hey, you know that thing you hate? Here's some more of it. Well, uh, to be fair, I think... One of the reasons why they might keep it around in um, like a Final Fantasy game is to save right before a big boss. Maybe you know what? Like uh, maybe the, maybe this isn't a thing because I was gonna say because you don't want to get to a, stuck in an area where you have where you're not prepared for level right. wise. Is like if you save anywhere, you can like save right after a boss. But let's imagine like uh you're very low on health after the boss and then you're like running 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 and then boom there's another boss like yeah it's weird two bosses back to back like that but there's a lot of games that do stuff like that and maybe if you save right there like you're just screwed like you Mm -hmm. can't go back and get health can't go forward but i don't know like maybe that might not even be a good argument. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, but like, yeah, like they can they can make it so that they'll you know you can only save it from this point on, so you can still go back and do anything you need to. But but they got to be dicks about it. Why did video game designers got to be such dicks? Maybe that might know. be the title of this episode: is Why do game designers got to be such dicks? I don't know, man. Get with the times. That's all we're saying. We don't want to save. We don't want save points. We just want to save wherever the hell we want. We're adults. You know? <laughs> Let me decide when I save. Give me the option. Yeah. Yeah. You're not making the game more difficult. You're making the game more frustrating. There's a difference, game designers. Cheese. Yeah, cheese. 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 Cheese at these guys. What's your number four? My... Number four, let me check my list. I'll make sure I'm going in order. Oh, and all right. This is something that it's not in a lot of games, but the games that it is in, it's fucking awful idea. And I don't know why they did it. And it's um, multiplayer focused single player games. Explain uh, this. I'll explain it to you. Um, give, me, give me an example. Two examples, two games that this appeared in was um, Brink. Like, that's a couple years old now. And also Titanfall, which just came out. And um, there, there's a few other games out there, but I can't remember the names of them. But it's, um, you know, it's games that are designed for multiplayer first. Right. Right. And, but they, you know, um, studies show that they need a single player. So, because games need a single player. Mm-hmm. So, 
in, but instead of doing what Call of Duty does and make like a really small contained single player that might take you like six hours to get through, um, they take they kind of half-ass it even more. I don't want to say that Call of Duty half-asses it because you know there's a lot of production quality in there, but but um, in these multiplayer focused single player games, it's you're on the same multiplayer maps. Um, visually, there's not a whole lot different between what's going on in single player and what's going on in the multiplayer. Um, but <clears throat> you just get like maybe a little bit of cutscene, like I think in Titanfall, it's ba- it's basically just multiplayer maps, right? Okay. And you're and you're fighting. Um, it's like the story mode, and you're, but instead of playing it by yourself, you're like in a multiplayer match with, you know, I think it's like six other people. Um, and the only thing that separates this multiplayer from, or this single player from multiplayer is that like a little video will pop up on like the right hand, top right hand screen. And it'll like give you the lowdown on what the mission is and what's going on in the story. But th- what's crappy about that is you can't even understand what they're saying. Cause you're busy trying to mm-hmm. not die. Cause it's going the video's playing while you're like running around trying to shoot fools. Gotcha. And I think we're at the point where if you're going to make a multiplayer game, just make a multiplayer game. If you don't want to do a single player story, then don't. If you don't want to put the resources in, the money in to make a compelling single player, then don't do it. Like And don't ta- to- and same thing as the opposite. Don't tack on a multiplayer. Exactly. Like Bioshock 2, I think, was most famous for having the word, like, the most noticeable cash-in multiplayer. Like nobody wanted it, but it was there. Um, <clears throat> but like on in Titanfall, like, uh, like from the get-go, everyone they were saying like this is a multiplayer-focused game, but there will be a story mode, and everyone's like, well, how are they going to do the story mode? But they they didn't tell anybody like they were super quiet about it they didn't tell say much of anything about it and then the game came out and they're like yeah it's just multiplayer maps with like little videos of people talking and i just don't think it's uh worth while in any sense of the word it's awful and it (laughs) needs to end yeah i mean i'm pretty sure that you can get away with not having a single player like World of Warcraft is basically just a multiplayer game. Yeah. I mean not that like, it has to be an MMORPG, but you know, people get what you're going for. They don't need you to try to get everything in. Yeah, but if people don't like, like the single player, they don't if people don't like a game without a single player, they don't have to buy your game. Yeah, but yeah, but multiplayer on um consoles is really untested right now i think like i think when people buy a game to bring it home to put in their xbox or their playstation they expect to be able to play it by themselves uh and to be fair i guess titan that's not even true with titanfall like their story mode still is multiplayer unlike uh brink which i mentioned before like you could play brink by yourself and but it was it was still just multiplayer maps except um artificial and intelligence controlled all the other characters basically um and i I think it was pretty shitty too 
pretty shitty AI. Is there anybody that bought this that was wasn't gonna buy this game? Was like, well, I wasn't gonna buy it, but they did put in the single player, so I guess I will. I don't think so. I don't think they need. I feel like they just needed to put that story mode in there, just to make it seem like a real game. Like I don't know. Like there's no point. I don't think anyone's gonna go back to it. It's not. From what I hear, it's not a compelling story. And like I said, you can barely even follow it because you're busy trying not to die. Yeah. And, so, jo- so, yeah. There's no reason to tack on extra stuff. And but- the, thing about, the thing about the story mode with that game is, and we can, like, stop talking about Titanfall after this, but uh, apparently how it's set up is, like, there's two factions, right? There's... Just like when you're playing on the multiplayer, you can, you know, you're put on either team. Like there's two teams that are always fighting. Mm-hmm. We and know so how the for... game, we know how games work, Blake. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and um, so for the story mode, like let's say there's five missions. Um, you play through five missions on one side, and then you just play those same five missions on the other on the other team. Like you just do them back to back. And it also doesn't matter if you win or not. Oh, uh, like the story still progress the quote unquote story. Like, like I said, there's nothing much there. Like it still progresses. And like, if you just need to play them, doesn't matter if you win, but if you play them, you're technically beating the story. Okay. Well, that's the most worthless single player campaign mode ever then. And that's my point. <laughs> it's like, why don't you just put in like some cutscenes that you can watch if you want. If that's what if that's what you're gonna do, just put in some extra little cutscenes that you can watch if you want. Which it sounds a lot like what Assassin's Creed has done with their last two games. Yeah. Like you unlock those uh those little videos. Which if I was better at Assassin's Creed multiplayer, I would really like to unlock those. But yeah, I'm nice. not, so I don't <laughs> bother. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to my number four. Okay. And my number four, um. You know, in a lot of games, you end up being like this unstoppable killing machine that destroys everything in its path, correct? Much, much like real life, yes. Yes. Now, isn't it weird that these unstoppable killing machines that can destroy anything in their path, they get stopped because there's a door that's locked? That is a little silly. They can I destroy cities, they can't unlock a door. They can, in many games, they can punch through walls. Yep. Like, yeah, you've got a gun. You've got a bazooka here, but it's not going to unlock that door. You can't open that wooden door in front of you. Mm-hmm. You've got a fireball that you can throw, but you can't open a door. A fireball you can throw at Will. Yeah, or Jeff or anybody. Well, Will's kind of a dick, so. Yeah, especially Will. Yeah. But you've got this fireball that disintegrates anything it hits, but eh, that wooden door, it's got it's locked. If it were opened... You could probably get through it, but it's got that lock on it that you just impossible to crack. So are you talking about like sort of finding keys in games? Um, just the locked doors in general. The one that the game that really kind of frustrated me the most was like God of War.
And like he was literally destroying statues with his weapons, knife chains, whatever the hell you want to call them. Chaos blades, I believe. Is yeah, the they're chain. knife chains. Let's not church it up, okay? <laughs> they're knives on chains. <laughs> and so it's like you get to a locked door, and it's like, here, I'm going to slash at it with my knives, and nothing happens. I can kill a god with these things. Can't open up a fucking door. Can't get through that door. And what's even worse, even worse than uh, getting stopped by a locked door is when there's just a boundary you can't cross. You know, there's just like an invisible wall that you can't go through there. You Like, you can jump over, say, a fence, but then you get to, like, in Silent Hill or Resident Evil, you find, like, a place where there's, like, those police barriers, and you can't mm-hmm. cross them. You can't jump over them. Oh, yeah. That, that is in just almost any game. Like, they want to put those artificial boundri- boundaries up. And so there's, like, a desk kind of turned over in front of you, and, like, you can't get over it. Like, I just climbed up this wall to get here, and you're telling me I can't just hike it, like, jump yeah. over a This is desk? too difficult. It's like, well, this desk is turned over. What can I do? <laughs> there's rubble um, half asked um kind of put on top like it's stacked up like i can't i can't even deal with this i don't even know how to begin there's, to get over a, it I'm there's just, a velvet rope draped in front of it like i can't get i can't get by I that can't, i'm not even gonna try no yeah. that's really frustrating that needs to stop that if there's why why put an opening there don't put the opening there just it stops there's something else there that you couldn't get through or at least like if you're going to do the whole, like, turn over desk thing, like, put a lot of crap there. Like, make it look like you couldn't get through it, you yeah. know? Like, maybe the roof caves in and there's just debris, like, and... Yeah, like, when you're playing Left for Dead, like, you're going up the stairs and then it's blocked off. Like, there's a desk there and then, like, half the stairs are missing and... There's a vending machine that tipped over and it's like, there's a lot of shit there. It's like, you're not going to... Just walk through that. You're going to have to clear up some rubble first. So, mm-hmm. And you're being chased by zombies. So you might not just want to take the time yeah, to clear so. out your way. But yeah, that's that's what really frustrates me. That's what really grinds, grinds my gears. Your gears. <laughs> um, same thing with like invisible walls. Like when you're just running in an open world and like you're just running down the street. Like... And then all of a sudden your character stops. Just leaving the playing area. <laughs> well, that's the other one that's good. Just like, I guess that's, I think that's better than just having your character just hit nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you can't even move any farther, but like, I think mo- in like flying games, mostly is when you like fly too far, it'd be like, Hey, you're leaving the play area. Turn around or you self-destruct in five seconds. Yep. I think I think that way works because you can't fly forever, but it's better than yeah. I feel like hit, they did hitting it, invisible barrier. They did that really well in uh, Bat Batman games. Like if you start, you know, going in the wrong direction in Batman, it's like there's a gust of wind that blows you back. Yeah, it's like oh, you can't go that way. It's just the wind. The wind is too tough. <laughs> like it's at least something. Yeah, it's at least something. It's plausible in the world that the game exists in, but. Anyway, let's move on. Your uh, number three. My number three, I'm going with uh, shallow player choices and um, just 
nonsensical, pointless dialogue. And as talking, made famous in. As made famous in games like uh, Final Fantasy XIII 2. Had the most pointless um, dialogue options I've ever seen. Like, they didn't affect anything in the game. Like, to me, it screamed like Japanese developers being like, shit, what do American gamers like? Because <laughs> they do not like our Final Fantasy games anymore. What can we, they like, they like dialogue trees and like player choices. Like, let's do that. Like, all right. Um, all right. So, in this one, um, they, they, like the main character gets asked a question. All right, what should their responses be? Um, how about maybe, okay, all right, and sure. Well, uh, those aren't really a whole lot different, are they? <laughs> they aren't, but whatever, just do it. <laughs> just get these fucking games out, man. All right, I don't so know why I you're can't... giving me such a hard time with this. We gotta get these fuckers shipped. It's not. It's not that simple but do you know what like, the fucking deadline is <laughs> but the um the choices are usually like you can answer them straight like be serious you can kind of be a dick about it you can kind of make a joke but at the end of the day they did not affect the story at all and they were just there for no reason they were just there to be there and they just give like, me a cutscene instead yeah, if you're not going to make my choices matter, or like my dialogue with these characters matter, like why have them there? Yeah, I don't like, need it then. And it doesn't, you know, you, you think like games like Mass Effect, where you're, uh, you're, what you say does matter. Like you if get you're talking. Paragon points or Renegade points. Or like when you're talking to Tali and you just tell, if you're like, she's talking, you'd be like, I don't give a shit. Like, she's <laughs> not going to like you. <laughs> I wish that were an option for every single dialogue option or every single dialogue bit in Mass Effect. She's like, I, I don't give a shit anymore. Like just stop to... talking. <laughs> well, that's, they kind of have that. Um, when, whenever you're talking to somebody on the intercom, you can just cut the channel. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it'd just be like the uh solarians are like we need your help don't you understand cut comms like i'm done i don't care done see solarians ya <laughs> go, solarians go screw themselves for all i care i'm sick of this shit but uh back to games that do this poorly i guess yeah they need like yeah if you're not gonna give make my choices better then why am i having a choice just so i can have a choice i don't need that added stress in my life fuck you Give me a cutscene. Give me a cutscene. Like, give me, like, how do you want these people to interact with each other? Because the way I do it is apparently not going to matter. So I don't know what else to say about it. Like, just make my choices matter. And I know people are out there be like, well, Mass Effect 3 choices don't matter because at the end of the game, it doesn't matter what you chose. You just picked the three, picked between three colors, and that was it. You know, Fuck you and your Mass Effect hate. I hate you. I hate your hate. Yeah, it's like Jesus. You know what? You're, 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 all your choices did matter because you decided to be a renegade or a paragon. So all throughout the game, you were either becoming a cool person or a bad person. And the way I feel about the game is like 
they're upset that they their choices don't matter at the end of the game, right? Right. But I feel like the entirety of Mass Effect 3 is the culmination of all of your choices. Right. Because I don't think there's one mission in that game where... Um, Doesn't reference that, an older one? Yeah, like... And everyone, like, a character could be dead. Like, you might not even have these... Um, let, let's take a look at, like, the mission where you have to go save the female Krogans, right? Yep. Things that could be different, like, Rex could be dead. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that scientist, who I'm totally spacing on his name... Morden? ...could be dead. Yeah, Morden. Morden Solis, he could be dead. Um, you could... He is like, dead. You can't save him, can you? Yeah, he was alive for Mass Effect Three, for me. Or is is that a, no? That's a different Solarian. Maybe I'm thinking of. Because Morden died in the second game. Had to be him. Somebody else would have gotten it wrong. Uh, I think you're thinking of the third one, buddy. Am I? Yeah. Uh, well, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like he kills himself yeah. to save the Krogan. I just remember that happening, and I screamed Morden at my television as if as if he could hear me, <laughs> as if you could save his life. If only I could. It's sad. It really is. Hmm. All right, well, let's move on. All right, because my number three kind of works right into what yours is, and. Uh, my number three is unusable item drops. L- seen most of what I'm talking about is in uh, Skyrim. And not just Skyrim, just like all those kind of uh, Oblivion, all those Elder Scrolls games, but uh, you know, pretty much all uh, RPGs in general. Any game where there's a heavy focus on loot. Yeah, because like the whole point of the loot is you know you get better and better stuff as the game goes on, or you you get items that you can craft and you know upgrade your stuff that way. But then there's also stuff that they give you that you literally cannot use at any point in the game. It's like you'll get a broom or or sometimes they just they just come right out and say it's like this is junk. And you look in your inventory and you've got eight junk and you cannot do anything with junk. <laughs> well, I think that stuff is usually just to sell, right? I don't even it's think you can sell junk most of the times. I think most of the time you can sell junk. Mm, I think well, it's there to, to just... Um, yeah, Skyrim does a lot of that stuff where like, you can sell it, but because of the weight system for your, uh, when you're carrying stuff... Um, why? Because you don't, you don't get much for junk because it's junk. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like You don't want to take up your val- um, valuable inventory space uh, with things that you can sell for like... Two gold. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think what it's there for is to sell, but yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I don't want to take the time to do that. Like, who's out? Who's out there collecting all the like broom, broken broomsticks? Yeah, to you're... sell for two two gold pieces. Yeah, it's like you're a level fifty. You shouldn't be. You know, you shouldn't even see that on your screen anymore. After a certain point, like, the lower end stuff that you don't want, you shouldn't even see anymore. I don't need to see the beginner armor anymore after I've got, you know, my advanced stuff. Yeah, and uh, with that kind of loot stuff like Borderlands, like, I know you haven't played a lot of it, but when I get to, like, New Game Plus, like, you're just constantly getting weapons that you don't even... You would you wouldn't use anymore like yeah like i'm a level 60 or that's pretty high for borderlands but let's say i'm a level 40 and um like most of the guys i'm fighting are like a level 35 or something but like i'm getting weapons that are the same level as the people i'm killing you know yeah and so like what am i gonna do with these like i don't know yeah what like I get that if that's what you want is just for me to collect stuff to sell, but it's like it's not worth my time to go and sell those things. So it's like just give me just use it as loot. Just let me pick up the loot. Especially when in a lot of games when you get to the higher level, like money just stops being an issue. Yep. <laughs> like I know in Skyrim, like I had like it was an insane amount of gold. Like, I have no frame of reference for what's a lot of money in that game anymore because it was so long ago. But I remember... Um, my had stepson, <laughs> Yeah, my stepson, Cutter, was like, holy crap, like, how did you get so much money? Like, I don't know, I sold a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like, at a certain point, it's just worthless. Like, on every person, you will find plenty of things that you've... Any person you've killed, you'll find plenty of things that you don't need, that they don't even bring up in the uh, you know the menu for it. So it's like, for every person that you kill, you could probably get a set of clothing because they're probably wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. But they don't show that because why would you why would you care? It's like the same reason I don't care about the level five gun that got dropped at my feet. I don't know, man. Skyrim was also pretty good about when you do kill somebody and loot them. Like, they're wearing they're wearing like raggedy pants, and they'll be like, "You can take these off of them if you want." I'm like, why would I want to? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, they don't show like there's other stuff that they you could have taken from him. You could have taken his set of teeth if you'd wanted to. They don't put that in the menu. Yeah, they don't need to. They don't. You don't need like, to see those raggedy pants either. <laughs> and you don't need to see the stuff that nobody would ever want to take anyway. Exactly. You don't need to see the broken broom he was carrying. Stop it. Like, stop putting them stop in there. Stop it. Just come on. Moving Jesus. on. Jesus. What's your number two? My number two. Do, 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 do. Boop, 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 your number two. Boop, 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 boop. My number two. Oh, my number two is fetch quests. (laughs) 
Yeah, this is a pretty obvious one. What, like, give me an example of one of the worst. One of the worst. Um, I can't even think of, like, they're in so many games. I can't even, like, the best fetch quests you can possibly conceive of is ones where, like, you, you get the side quests from somebody, you go to the area, and then you have to fight, like, maybe five to ten dudes. Like, that's the best case scenario for a fetch <laughs> quest. The worst I've ever seen, like, the worst you can do is just, hey, go across town, pick this thing up, and come back to me. And, like, you do it, and there's no, no bad conflict. guys. Like, no conflict in between. You just run into one side of the map, grab it something, run it to the other side of the map, hand it to the dude. And, like, it's... The, like it's pretty self-explanatory why this is crappy like it's just a waste of time and you do it to get extra experience and to just say that you've done all of the missions but it'd be just as easy to just like hey go to this area kill all these dudes and that's the mission like i'm really fine because that's what the game is you know you go somewhere you take out your enemies and like you finish the mission like why would you take that out of the game and just like go the pick only this thing, thing up? Go ahead. The only thing that I think is worse than that is when the guy sends you to get a book that he forgot in his house, and you go there, and it's like a mecha boss, and you have you kill yourself trying to get this one boss killed to return this book to this guy. It was like way too difficult for the fetch that you were going for. Yeah. It's like, if this weren't a video game, I'd be like, fuck this guy and his book. Like, why is this dude hanging out in your house? <laughs> well, that's why I need you to go get the book, because I don't want to go in there. Yeah, but why is he there? <laughs> there shouldn't be dragons in your basement. Idiot. But yeah. You don't deserve that book. <laughs> in fact, I'm burning this book in front of you. <laughs> I don't even want to read it. I just don't want you to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's my only form of protest I have left is to not return this book to this guy. Oh, though I think the most offensive fetch quests, though, are the ones where they're like, hey, go to my house, grab me this book. You get to his house, and then, like, his sister's there, and his sister's like, oh, that book? I loaned it to this guy. Then you have to, like, run across there and... Be like, he's like, this, find, this find book, this I threw it away. It must be in one of these eight garbage cans scattered throughout the city. Go check them. So you check them. It's always in the last one that you mm -hmm. check. You got to get to all of them. Worse yet would be like, they're going to throw a time frame on there. Like oh, a yeah. time limit. Like you have three minutes to check these garbage cans before the, before they're emptied. Like, you know what? This is dumb. Like, what? Well, and you're going to do it, too, because yeah. you want that experience. Sweet, and you want sweet do, XP. And you want to complete all the quests. It's sweet, and it's not, sweet achievement. It's not friggin' fun, but you're going to do it. And though I think those types of missions are just put there just to like stretch out their uh, playtime play time, as much yeah. as they can. For sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm sick of it. It's, just make fun side content. Yeah, just dude. stop doing like, that. Just stop it. Like, well, is there anyone who ever was like, you know what I like in a game? I want, I want to see more fetch quests. <laughs> like, I just, I don't think there's enough in there. Like, it's gotten to the point where 
video games are making fun of fetch quests in their fetch quests. Yep. Like, I forget which, like, a lot of games, I think uh, The Simpsons, the, the most recent Simpsons game, kind of does stuff like that where they kind of, like, poke fun. Like, wow, like, you just really, we're just all sending you on all these fetch quests, aren't we? It's like, yeah, you are. That doesn't make up for the fact because you threw in a shitty joke about it. Yeah, it's like, oh, it was all leading up to this joke, right? <laughs> I'm doing all these crappy missions so you can make this joke. A crappy joke. It's crap feeding into crap, Blake. Let's move on. All right. My number two. Is that where we're at? Am I, uh, I think, it, yeah, I think we're at your number two. Yeah. All right, my number two is unskippable cutscenes. I guess this means we can forget about using the elevator. Maybe not. Tom left a message. He wrote it on the floor in his own blood. In his blood? Way to go, kid. Please forgive Because they always seem to happen right, at a, right in front of a boss that you need to play 50 or 60 times, and you gotta sit there and wait for that stupid cutscene that you've seen 30 freaking times, and it's just a reminder that you've failed so many times, and it's <laughs> laughing at you, and now your manhood is in question, and it's just, you gotta sit there and wait while they play through this stupid fucking cutscene. It's like, just give me a button to press so I can get through this, and like, no, you're not a man until you beat this boss, and you're gonna watch this cutscene because we got you by the balls. Seem to you seem to feel very strongly about this one, Eric. Well, fuck them is what I'm saying. Same scenario, just not with a boss. Like it's a, it's just if there's a cutscene that happens right in like right after a checkpoint. Yeah, like, that's what like they could just and like I'm not saying after the cutscene there's a boss. Like after the cutscene you just continue on with the level. Why can't you put the checkpoint after the cutscene? Yeah, like say like. You're just going into a, a pretty hard part of the game. Like maybe it's a hard platforming section, or maybe you know there's just a lot of hard enemies that you Whatever have to it fight. Is. Whatever it is. If I die, send me to right after the cutscene. <laughs> like I don't need to see the cutscene again. Like what are you doing? One little thing that I would like to see in more games is like the opportunity to watch all the cutscenes back to back again. Like after nice. you get through the game, like you get. You just sit there and like watch through all the cutscenes. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be cool, like in games like Batman, where like they have like their cutscenes are just so well done, and there's just a lot of badass moments that you want to relive. Yeah, and you only get to see those ones once because their save point is right after it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, they I guess I'll never, just, I'll never see this cool part again. So yeah, it, it would be nice if they could just be like, well, at the end of the game, we've unlocked all these cutscenes, so go ahead and watch them. And sometimes it's not even, like, the long ones that bother me. But it's, like, say I'm playing a platformer and, like, I'm jumping, jumping, jumping. Oop, miss my jump. Fall yep. and die. And then they send me back. And the cutscene could just be, like, maybe my character jumping on screen. And, like, it could maybe just take two or three seconds. It doesn't take very long. But it's still time I'm sitting there. And if it's a really difficult part of this level... And I'm seeing that over and over and over again. That just drives my frustration that much further because I'm just like, I just want to go. I just want to try again, but I got to wait for this idiot to jump on his camera again. Just like, why am I not just there one, already? He says his one stupid little catchphrase. Yeah. Just shut the f 
fuck up. I just want to play the game because I'm going to die five more times because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when I'm supposed to jump. I'm trying to figure this out. But you keep just, oh, God. <laughs> Calm down. Take a deep breath in. And release. There, right. you feel better? Yeah. This is striking a little close to home because <laughs> I may have gone through this with uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Like, I, I played that last week and got through it. But, yeah, there's, um, it's not even really a cutscene. It's, like, when you die, Donkey Kong kind of gets lowered on a helium balloon. Yep. And usually you can just hit A and you'll jump off of it and you'll go. And right. that's fine. But sometimes he'll just float all the way to the ground and you keep tapping A and nothing's happening and he's just going to hang on to that stupid balloon. I'm just like, just let go of the thing because I <laughs> want to do the level. Just jump off the balloon. Just why are you still on the balloon? Just jump off of it so I can play. Just get off of the fucking balloon. <laughs> fucking Donkey Kong. I'm going to give you a donkey punch. This is going to be Donkey Punch Country. <laughs> That For might sure. be the name of the, that might be the name of this episode is Donkey Punch Country. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just any anything any, that prevents you that prevents any, you yeah from playing the game. Any yeah. unnecessary frames of animation. Like just let me skip it. There's no reason why Donkey Kong has to be lowered from that balloon. Like it's fun. It looks cool. It's funny. It's cute. But it's just, yeah, just start me. Yeah, at the let me hit the. So I can if go. If you want to do it every time, that's fine. Just let me skip it. Just let me skip it. That's all I want. Yeah. Just... Some games do it right. Like you can hit start and it'll say, do you want to skip the cutscene? Hit B and you can skip the cutscene. Do you want to skip the cutscene, maybe? But th- this is sort of another frustrating thing. Uh, the way it's inconsistent in the gaming um, uh, world. Like, I, don't, I guess sure, I don't know yeah. what word, mm-hmm. word to use there. It's you don't know what hitting start will do. Like, maybe you don't want to stop the cutscene, but maybe something's going on in the living room that, you, that needs your attention right now. And so you just want to hit start and come back to it later. But you hit start, and all of a sudden you did skip it. Like shit, I didn't want to do that. Yep, and now you can't go back and watch it. So you got to shut off the game and then hope that it didn't save hope, right after yeah, that. Hope cut that scene. there wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah, I, this is exact the exact opposite of what we just said. <laughs> like the whole cutscene system needs to be revamped and universe and made universal over yeah. everything. Yeah, save after the cutscene, but let me watch all the cutscenes back. Or like, let me. Make it so, like, every game you can pause a cutscene and then it'll say, Hey, hit this button if you want to skip yeah, it. Exactly. Like, so, some games will even do it even better than that. It'll be like, You can pause the cutscene and be like, Well, hold in B if you want to skip it. Just hold yeah. it in and you got like two seconds and we'll skip it. It won't be a big deal. Yep. But anyway. What's Is your number time? one? What's your number are one? At, are we at number one? It's time. It's All time. Right. Here it is. This it's is my Vader number one. Time. This is my number one uh, game mechanic that I do not understand why people still do it. Um, I think it was actually given new life by achievements, and I used to like achievements. Now I fucking hate them, but I still need to get them all. <laughs> it's a drug and, you're addicted. Yeah, 
And what I'm talking about is collectathons. Any sort of collectibles in a game. As you like famous in. Um, I always think of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like the first one. That's there what was I was thinking too. Like 200 flags. Like each area had a certain number of flags in it. And I think it was like some huge amount uh, when you add them all together. And like, and the way I say that achievements have made them worse is because uh, back in the old days before achievements existed, they had collectibles, and when you collected all of them, you got something cool that you could use in the game. But nowadays, what you get is you unlock an achievement, and like if you are, uh, if you are addicted to achievements, like yeah, I guess that you might think that's worth it. But as somebody who is recovering of, from achievement addiction, yeah. I, I can look at that and be like, this is a waste of time. There's no reason why I need to run around and collect 200 flags or in Grand Theft Auto 4, shoot four, like shoot 100 pigeons. Yeah, that's stupid. Just, I don't understand. Like, And it also doesn't make sense in games like The Last of Us, where it's a super serious, um, um, very cinematic game. Um, like the atmosphere is just supposed to be suffocating and you just need to get through the game as, and just survive it. Mm-hmm. But there's also collectibles in it. Like you can find all these notes <laughs> and articles and newspapers and all this other stuff. Like, How's your collection and, coming? Yeah, and I get like they're trying to make it, like the collectibles are at least suited for the game. Like it's not some like, like Alan Wake, I think you could collect coffee mugs. Like I don't, because he's a writer, I guess that's why he collects coffee <laughs> mugs or thermoses. Like that—that just seemed ridiculous. At least in this game, at least in The Last of Us, you're like finding notes that are like, "Oh, I'm waiting for this for this delivery of supplies. I hope I don't get eaten." Like at least they kind of fit in the world. I still don't think they're necessary. Like. <clears throat> In in that game, it's even worse because you do want to get through every area as quickly as possible because you don't want to get spotted and eaten. But at the same time, you feel like you need to comb through every little nook and cranny j- just so you can find all these items. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary and irritating. And it needs to stop. Agreed. Agreed. And you know what else needs to stop? My number What's one that? choice. Are you ready for this? Uh, yes. Alright, well my number one shouldn't really be a surprise to anybody who's played video games. Number one major annoyance video game mechanic that needs to stop. Fly. Escort missions. Oh, but they're so much fun. But they're so much fun. <laughs> now, sometimes they're okay if, like, your person you're escorting is okay. Like, I, I haven't played Bioshock, which, as a gamer, is a shame on my family. 
The whole thing. (laughs) Even your daughter. Exactly. She's ashamed of me. But, like, I hear that Emily, like, you don't have to watch her. She does her shit. Elizabeth. You don't have to watch Elizabeth. She (laughs) does her own thing. She's fine. (laughs) Yep, like, they can't, she's always there, but the enemies can't hurt her. Yeah, like, she's gonna take it. She's she's gonna be there, regardless. Like, you don't have to worry about her. So, it's like, that's kind of not the same thing, but, like, where it's... And again, but, like, the main go- the main game that I'm talking about is Dead Rising, where it was oh, like yeah, completely was helpless enough. people that you were escorting, and it was just a freaking nightmare. And that game was especially bad because if you were swinging at a hundred zombies, you could accidentally swing and hit and kill the person you're escorting. And you know what? I wouldn't even care anymore. I was glad they were dead. Fuck them. I think the worst experience I had with that was. Um, like I was escorting this guy back to the safe room and uh, I was transitioning to a new area of the mall. And when I did, like, I guess I, I got there at the right time where I started a cutscene with uh, this cult leader. Um, and I think mm-hmm. he was probably sacrificing somebody or something. And when the cutscene ended, I was like standing right in front of him and but it was more than halfway across the map from where I would have come in with that guy I was escorting, but he didn't teleport with me to that spot. He was still all the way back there Mm -hmm. getting the crap kicked out of him by zombies. And by the time, like I didn't even get back there by the time the um, words came on the screen that says so-and-so has died. So yeah, it just, it basically made you, lose that just because they had a cutscene there. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I, I it's another one of the reasons why I stopped playing that game. It's Yeah. Like they pu- punished me for things that were out of my control. Yep. Yeah, that was a big problem with that game, that first one. I never I got through the second one, so I can't tell you if it's the same issue, but it I have all of them. I haven't beat any. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I played that first one, but it was tough. And I only probably finished that one because it was one of the first games out for the 360. That was really good. Yeah. I think in the most recent one, they don't do escort missions anymore. Like, you can ask somebody to come with you and give them a weapon. But I think when you find somebody who needs help, you just need to kill the zombies that are around them. And then they'll be like, oh, right, thanks. I'm going to get out of here. And, like, they'll take off and you don't need to worry about them. They're rescued. Nice. At that point. Yeah. That's that's what needed to happen. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. I don't think there's anybody, much like uh, Fetch Quest, I don't think there's anybody that's ever like, you know what I really like in a video game? A good escort mission. Like, <laughs> I, love, I love my ability to progress in a video game to be determined by whether this other character lives or dies. This stupid idiot AI. Yeah, they're like, don't go over there. There's bad guys over there. Don't go over there. Go over just there? Let me... Do I go over there? No, don't. No, sure. just stay, I'm just gonna just go stay over... here. No, just I'm stay just here. Gonna... I'm going to go I'm gonna go take care of them. You, just, you stay here. Can I come with you? Just No, don't. Where are you going? Still... No, I'm just going to go see what these guys want. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. This stupid people. But yeah, so my list was... Save points, invisible boundaries and locked doors, 
unusable item drops, unskippable cutscenes. Cut cutscenes? I'm going to leave it there. Unleavable cutscenes <laughs> and escorts. Those are my five things that I cannot stand in games anymore. And mine for my top five for the week, I'm going to see if I can remember them without looking. Let's see, there was uh, crappy Arkham-style rip-off combat systems. There was... <clears throat> I think I already forgot. No, wait. Um, crappy dialogue? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was my number four, was the crappy dialogue, pointless um, choices. choices. Yep. Uh, number three was... Oh, shit. All right, what was number three? Uh, multiplayer focused gameplay. Uh, oh yeah, multiplayer focus, single player slash story modes. Mm -hmm. Um, number two. I'm looking at my list and I still can't figure it out. Fetch quest. My number two is fetch quest, and my number one was a collectibles. Collectathons. Yep. Collectathons, collectibles. They're awful. They are awful. All right, sir. You know what didn't make our list? Either one of our lists is underwater levels. Hmm. I was kind of surprised to see that. I kind of thought think, that would be on there, but yeah. You know, I've never hated water levels as much as uh, people usually say they do. Like, like I think they're more infamous than I ever agreed. I think I'm getting my point across. I don't know. Like, there's definitely the controls are never as solid and. There's definitely like camera issues, yeah. and almost no up. game has ever been made better by a camp by an underwater level. That's very true. I remember playing uh, Ninja Gaiden for the Xbox, and there was just a water level thrown in there somewhere. I remember playing it. I'm like, why is this here? <laughs> like, at what point did someone say, you know, this this level or this game needs a water level? People love them. Yeah. Yeah, no game has ever been made better by any of these things on the list or a water level. But yeah, anything else you wanted to say, Blake? Um, I would like to say that you look like you're about to fall asleep. So... I, I've fallen asleep a couple times as we've been recording this. I've noticed. <laughs> so if this episode turns out to not, to not be as entertaining, you can just go ahead and blame Eric. Just send him as many angry tweets and emails as you want. And where would they send those tweets and emails? Um, what is the name of our podcast? It is also late, and I have a hard time thinking. Uh, let's see. Um, no, that's the wrestling one. <laughs> um, maybe you should tell. All right. Well, you can... Give us an email. Well, first of all, if you want to find any of these, just go to highfivespodcast.com. Then you can read all this stuff anyway. But you That's can hit us up enough. on Facebook, facebook.com slash highfives. You can go to Twitter, at highfivepodcast. You can send us an email at high underscore fives at Outlook. Or you can go to Google+. Plus. You can get a hold of us on any of those places. So. And you should, because you Eric definitely needs should. to learn his lesson. Yeah. Wait. Ah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, I'm Eric. And I guess I'm Blake. And you've just been high-fived? I guess. Maybe? We'll yeah, you, you, you've been high-fived. Yeah, yeah, it happened. It happened.
This is where I start getting long. I should, you know, watch what I say here. Or that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, thanks. <laughs> nice to know my work is appreciated. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, it sounds great. <laughs> you know, I realized um, just now that we actually canceled the podcast for tomorrow. We could have done it tomorrow night. You canceled it? Yeah, we're not doing it tomorrow. Why not? Bergstrom is... Oh, yeah, you were supposed to be on there. Yeah. Bergstrom's going out with his wife and his wife's friends, I guess. Gotcha. Well, if they don't get a hold of me, I'm going to text them and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, just pretend this conversation never happened. Okay. Deal. Okay. All right. Because Eric asked me, and then Andy asked me, so... Yeah. They both asked you. Without asking me first, like, why? I talk to you enough. I don't want you to be on my wrestling <laughs> podcast. That's weird. 